it's you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Scumbar Podcast, episode 68, where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books, PlayStation, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Brush, and with me today is... <laughs> Athos. That was really good. That I used to do so that all good. the time. That was just like, uh, I, I guess I just played too much PlayStation that I, <laughs> I just always did that one. It's like, um, I used to do that for like Sega. Like, Sega! Oh, Sega. But then there was also, there was like one, one version. Yeah, that, that one. <laughs> Just this guy just like yelling at us yeah. for some reason. The old advertisements, yeah, it was just the guy, Sega! <laughs> just so angry. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that with like the Nintendo games. For yeah. GameCube, it's. That one's like, good. There's no, there's no words. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, that was We good. can make noises all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. Welcome to the Scumbar Podcast. Today's episode is going to be mostly focused on the PlayStation 5 reveal. I'm pretty the future to... of gaming. The future. The future is now. <laughs> um, I'm pretty excited to talk about it, but before we get into that, let's do a little bit of uh, housekeeping here. Um, Anthos, how are you? I'm okay. Good. I'm glad I asked you. In these trying times of COVID-19, we have to make sure that we look to our neighbors and we ask, how are you? Yeah. Actually, you know what? I forgot to... I totally... This kind of like is already out of my mind, but... Um, so over the weekend... I was having um had a barbecue with some friends. We were on their patio, so we're distanced and stuff. And so I had a bunch of food, had some drinks, and then uh, so we met around like seven o'clock. We were still we were chatting, and we moved uh, the conversation to his car because um it was like two or three in the morning, and we didn't want to wake up his wife and we didn't or fiance, and we also didn't want to disturb the neighbors if we stayed on the patio. So moved to the mm-hmm. car, and then at some point I just got really overheated. Needed to uh, crack, crack open a window, but opened the door and I stood outside to get some air. And then I guess because I stood upright um, that I fainted. Whoa. Just out of nowhere. Yeah, I just totally, I blanked out. And then um, by the time I, I woke up, the, my friends were like helping me like back into my car or into the car, into the back seat. And so I was kind of like lying down and that's when I, I kind of came to. But um, yeah, I didn't realize that I fainted. I actually... I don't know if you can see, like, it's oh, kind of no. small, but, like, so I did hit the ground a little bit. My hand, my knee, and I don't think you can see the mark on my chin from where... Oh, I where think I are, can but... sort of see it, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, it's very sucks. it's very little. Like, my uh, my friend who was in the front, like, at the driver's seat, he was able to get out quick enough. I, I think they noticed that I must have been, like, slumping over or something. Um, so, yeah, they caught me. Um, long story short, we don't have to go into it, but I went to uh, the hospital... And I was there for maybe like four or five hours or so. Um, and apparently vasovagal is what they the doctor says thinks is what happened. That sometimes people will have some sort of like faint episode. And they're not necessarily sure what triggers it. Like it could be different from time to time. Right. Um, my family doctor that I saw today said sometimes it's uh, if you don't have enough food in your stomach. Sometimes if you if you get up too quickly. Um and I had a I have a friend who said that her her mom and her sister would get really dizzy and feel faint sometimes when they and they also had a low blood count. 
Right. So um, the test results from the hospital found that I was I may have been anemic, um, oh, and that yeah, I have yeah. a slightly low blood level uh, or a blood level count. But then the do- like I do- I did iron level tests today, and they said the levels are fine. So mm. it could have just been like a one off thing. I don't know. I recovered pretty quickly, and I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling good for the podcast. <laughs> so that's wow. Important. Well, I had no idea, but yeah, oh my gosh. I, I forgot to mention earlier when we were catching up. And oh, that's totally fine. Just reminded yeah. me. So yeah, yeah uh, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're doing good. Um, <laughs> my my dad actually is anemic, and uh, he has to oh. take iron pills all the time. So okay. he goes through very similar symptoms, and it can be the smallest things that trigger it. And he doesn't necessarily faint, but he will have to lie down quite a bit if it's the smallest thing. And suddenly, you know, he he's probably about to faint unless he does something uh, to relax himself. So he like goes he feels, and lies down. Does he feel like dizzy or? Uh, yeah, he described. Yeah, he kind of like. Well, okay. So my mom is diabetic, so with her, we see a lot of that same kind of thing. Like she starts uh, to um, lose focus on what's going on, uh-huh. and um, she's not necessarily paying attention to the conversation as much. She starts to kind of go into her head a little bit. And my uh. dad is the same way with his uh, when he gets anemic. So we kind of realize in our family when you're having a conversation with somebody and their eyes just kind of are not really looking at you, or they are but they're glazed and they're just sort of like kind of not in the conversation anymore we're kind of used to just kind of being like, Hey, how are you doing? Like just checking with them because oh, wow. if it's, if it's my mom, I mean, it's, it's going to turn into a diabetic episode or something, but huh. if it's my dad, then it's uh he's to lie down. So, right. Um, and so I guess with your mom, is that something that you have to check in so that you can take action immediately? Yeah. Well, I mean, she's okay. type one diabetic and she's epileptic as well, which is quite common. And uh, so it, oh. it can turn into a serious thing, like a seizure or something like that, if not treated beforehand. So yeah. usually she's quite, you know self-sustaining she could do most of this herself but every now and then it just requires a family member to kind of pay attention in case there's some signs and she doesn't notice them so wow yeah uh, okay. but that wasn't to be about diabetes at all it's just that uh with uh, my dad being anemic sometimes if we just kind of joke it's it's similar symptoms so it's it's a similar right. kind of thing so he'll he'll he's not really in the conversation anymore he's starting to glaze off a little bit so mm, that's how we know i don't really I, yeah. I can't really i'm bad at describing it but you just know it when you see it i guess yeah i can um, i understand yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, sorry to hear that, but uh, obviously, bouncing back, so that's cool. And yeah. uh, what so better are... than to talk about video games and, exactly. and movies yeah. and all the things that really don't matter in this life, but they also matter a lot. <laughs> right, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. But before that, how are you? I'm good. Um, I don't have nearly as dire news or anything like that to talk about. It's okay. Um, I've been living with a puppy, so this is week two and a half, two now with a puppy. I guess so. Kova. Kova. So it's been yeah. fun. We got the new dog here. We've been doing our whole training sessions and stuff with her. I'm not going to lie. It's, it is challenging with a puppy. Mm. It's um, probably more challenging than I was expecting. It's more like having a kid than I thought, mm. but it's entirely worth it. And I recommend it to anybody who welcomes the responsibilities of that. It's, it's a lot of fun and it's like, it's as, as I describe it, it's like, you know, like your happiness levels. Um, let's say you, you get a, a girlfriend or a significant other, I should say. Um, you know, your happiness level just increased by 10. So, you mm. know, it can go from zero to 10, but it also decreased by 10. It can go from zero to negative 10 because things happen with a relationship, right? Sure. And I've always heard that with um, getting a kid, it's the same thing, but it's a thousand now. So when you have a kid, oh. it's now your happiness level can go all the way up to a thousand, but can also go negative a thousand. So it, you can lose <laughs> the child or something, for example. Wow, right? what a it gamble. Could, could be, yeah. So it increases this threshold of happiness in life technically right but it also yeah. there's there's risk as there is with most responsibility right and i find with a puppy i'm shocked to say that it's it, it must be like that I'll, I'll say 100 as an arbitrary number but it's like increasing my happiness by 100 there's also the risk of negative 100 but still it's um it's worth that responsibility and i love it so having fun ah. we had a weird moment today where uh the litter somebody is returning one of the pups from the litter and it's going back to the farm where they're from oh. and it's a boy 
and uh we were like ooh, like we really want girl dogs so i was like because the kind of boy dogs they just kind of pee on everything and i was like i don't uh-huh. really know um but we looked and i was like well if there's an opportunity here to get like her brother i guess my dog's brother is like well maybe Whoa. we should do that so we sent the message off to the healer sorry, oh to the, to the farmer i mean um yeah. and uh to the mage yeah, to, <laughs> to the tank and uh so she she let us know that there, there is already a house ready for rehome and all that oh, so, okay. so we don't have to worry about it but we, there was a moment there where we're like wow oh God, are we getting another dog here so oh. <laughs> it could have happened cool but yeah i mean all is well and the dog is happy and life is good um she still cries at night but uh Oh. that's because we're we were a little lenient at first and now we're kind of putting the hammer down so that was on us more than her we're learning just as much as she is so as in you're not sleeping with her no well she sleeps in the bedroom with us just in her own bed that's beside our bed but when okay. she doesn't see us she's quite de- uh dependent on us so when she doesn't see oh. us she starts to get uh, panicky and all that so okay. we've found ways to make it easier on her but uh you learn like last night was a little bit tough we she was crying a whole bunch and we thought is just because she was full of anxiety right yeah and um for maybe like an hour it's just constantly my fiance and i just kind of like being like no like go back to bed go back to bed we're going this is bedtime kind of thing and eventually i realized like does she need to go outside <laughs> it's like oh. maybe she does so I, t- I pick her up and take her outside and i was like oh my god like she all she had to do was go outside then she was just a perfect angel after that i was oh. like, oh, I was okay. like that's on us I, was, I, just, I felt so bad I was like we were just yelling at her for like an hour <laughs> but like right again we're learning as much as she exactly is, like, yeah it's the miscommunication thing you just don't get it right so yeah yeah you can't expect to know those things like right away i think exactly like you learn it over time you, you yeah. begin to realize like like i don't know if you can tell like the different kind of whimpers or like cries because i have never owned a dog right yeah but I, I think somehow you'll eventually get used to it and you'll be able to figure it out and as she's growing we're seeing more facial expressions in her now actually as you commented oh. when you saw her on the video cam she's uh she's looks more like a dog like she's got more facial features so it's just <laughs> you can see like eyebrows move or smiles and stuff every now and then so we are yeah. picking up more like what she's thinking a little bit like i know when she's like trying to get away with something now a little bit better than i did like last week for example so yeah that makes it fun. Anyways, yeah, that's nice. what's going on in my life. It's fun. I like it. And uh, I'll have more to say next week. But I would like to move on to a section I like to call Ye Old News. Ye Old News. Um, and fellas, I don't have much news for today, I have to admit. I'm I most... don't have much. Much. But, but I know I love you. <laughs> um because I'm, I'm mostly excited to talk about the playstation 5 i have a quick thing i'll say and i just saw this in the news the other day i'm i'm not going to politicize this or anything like that i'm not really going to say too much of my opinion at this moment but i just found it very interesting and i would like people to think about this statement a little bit so there okay. is for the oscars for the academy awards it just came out that there's going to be a diversity qualification for each film that goes into the academy awards so you must the film must represent certain minority requirements to qualify for an academy award before it's even up for the academy award for example now i'm not sure if this is exactly what it means but this is where my mind goes for example if your movie had all white people in it it wouldn't hit the requirements to actually be an academy award film i don't know what that says for pixar films by the way but still it's uh, (laughs) well i guess it's probably crew as a whole actually no because there's still representation visually even if, like, the, you know, like, the characters themselves, like, they represent different groups. Either way. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, maybe, I'm not sure. Or, I, I sorry, I mean when they're depicting people. Not, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. sorry. I was, like, yeah. I was thinking about, like, a cat. I was thinking, like, like a bug's like life, Wally and I was thinking, like, a caterpillar. Yeah, right, yeah. Or like a, a bee. I was like, I guess so. Like, I don't know. <laughs> sorry. Um, anyways, I don't, I don't really want to turn it into, like, a, a debate or anything like that. I'm not, yeah. I'm definitely not trying to challenge anything. It's just, I found it very strange 
and interesting. Thought I'd bring it up. If anybody else doesn't know about that, take a look because it's a it's a new thing for the Academy Awards. I as as we get to the Academy Awards, we'll talk about it then. But uh, it's yeah. an interesting uh, requirement now. It's going in. I haven't heard that. Yeah, cool. I just found out like yesterday. So okay. Yeah, yeah that that that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Um. All right, I, I do have a couple things, um, but I like you. I am also excited to talk about PS Five, so <laughs> I'll kind of just like brush through mine. Um, so one you of gonna the map brush through it. This, oh! oh, zing! Okay, go ahead. Uh, so there is a um, else or a League of Legends player named Uzi, and he has been <laughs> um, he's been regarded as one of uh, like the pretty much like the best AD carry. Uh, in League of Legends of like of all time, and uh, he is now going to be retiring, um, and it's due to health concerns. So he's oh. I think how many seasons? I feel like he's played for maybe like seven, seven, seven or eight seasons or something like that. Um, and he plays for China. He, let's see, I think he's he's helped get his team to uh, Worlds, and maybe they came second a couple times. So he hasn't come first in Worlds, but they did come first in a uh, in a mid season or international invitational um and uh that was a huge thing so uh, people i i think he's he's not like one of those characters where like he or people where it seems like a lot of um like it's a mixed bag like some like him some don't it seems like i don't see a bad thing about him anywhere and people are so inspired by him um influenced by his gameplay and just uh and they just like truly admire him the jackie chan of league of legends I guess so. <laughs> that that probably be one way to put it. He's um, he's definitely admired, and um, man, he's young. He's he's twenty three. Retiring he's, at twenty three. Retiring at twenty three, right? So oh my god, due to health concerns, I think it's uh, it might be diabetes or something. But I could be retired um, three times over by now. <laughs> so um, so it's it's sad news to hear. But uh, I was looking at some of the highlights, and um, there's one consensus of one of the one of the best moments of his career and it was during the game where they won the uh the international invitational and uh it was one of i think it was the second last team fight before they ended the game and um so with some of the items in this game they some you call them um they have active uh sorry how do you so some games you have to actually activate them and or some items you just like use casually or just you don't have to do anything with them they just work Good. so some of the active items um there's uh, they they generally have countdowns so this oh, one okay. um somebody on the enemy team their their active item was on a cooldown so it wasn't ready to use and um uzi's team was trying to set up for uh for a fight and so because I guess they were confident that if they if they won the fight, then they could take it through to the rest of the game and, and win it. And so um, so Uzi uh, at one point says um, their their item uh, is still on cooldown for 10 more seconds. So the thing is, like when somebody uses an active item, like there's no there's no on screen countdown like you can't. You can't actually see what the uh, what the other team sees in their items, so you just have to like either take like a mental note, write it down, or just remember. So like he somehow remembered that this one item in like this last team fight was used, and now is it has ten seconds left, so it's still not usable by this enemy team player. Wow! And and so he calls it out, and so gives gives his teammates confidence to start a play, and because they initiated that play, and Uzi. Um, uh, takes advantage of it and like the rest of the team jumps on it they they take down 
their uh, the other team's highest damage dealer right away that just blows them up and so now it's a 5v4 wow but they were able to because like the other team lost their damage dealer um they didn't have much other support so uh uzi's team was able to pretty much take them all down like one by one by one by one and it was that moment was pretty much like the it was definitive that their team was going to win all they had to do was just kind of push through um to the uh push down the lane and just win it and so um yeah long story short because of that moment he's like that was the biggest highlight of his career led to him winning this international uh tournament and I th- i'm sure like his whole team was proud of him for that like they they kind of gave him a moment and let him just hold the trophy like on his oh, own that's cool and yeah so i think it's um it's it's sad that he is retiring so soon but i think he's left a great legacy like people people really enjoy his gameplay people are, like i said are really inspired by um by him as a player so uh yeah hope for the best for him going forward and uh, and i hope we we get to see more players kind of rise up to to match his level because i think um i i think being able to see care people like that really really push the game to that to the extent where like you are you're kind of singled out amongst like thousands and thousands of people i think that's 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 saying something so so good for him for for getting this far you said for health concerns is it related to league of legends or is it just in general i think it's just in general oh, okay. i remember because that's so what i like at 23 i was like did something happen where like his bones were maybe still developing when he was playing this game and then like something carpal tunnel or something i don't i really don't know but i was trying to think of something well okay so i'm just reading now so i didn't read this part earlier but uh so retired june 2nd 2020 after an eight-year career due to years of wrist injuries and oh, yeah. ongoing complications with type 2 diabetes oh so, okay, gotcha. yeah i heard the the diabetes part first and i figured that that maybe maybe that's kind of more of a health concern the wrist injury probably also you know it just prevents him from being comfortable sure. while he plays and i can see how a wrist injury would take place during competitive play because you know some, if you're not if you're not relaxing your awkward positions you can get really tense and like uh, rapid you know. gaming sessions and healthy eating unfortunately it's <laughs> doable but it's hard <laughs> but not sustainable no <laughs> completely so nobody's at like 12 at night and they're like all right i got another couple more games to me i'll grab banana <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah actually even the banana wouldn't be all that great all the fructose in there but still it's uh yeah no it's that's funny no that that, that sucks it's uh sucks for him with the health concerns but good for him with the career that's really awesome eight years yeah. and like retiring at 23 the guys that's a legend that's a legend that's, right that's, there it's pretty crazy it's, yeah. it's pretty crazy um yeah so that's that uh and i'll mention a, a couple of things quickly so one was uh, i mentioned to you earlier there's a, a trailer for 40 years of rocky so it looks like it's uh narrated by sylvester stallone i imagine it's going to be more of um like his career as opposed to just the idea of rocky right um and you know you know because he was the one who brought up the idea and he produced it he he started and everything so i i i suspect it's going to be kind of like um sylvester stallone through the years as like portraying rocky and and coming to the point where he is now I already watch interviews with Sylvester Stallone and the way he talks about those movies, like I could watch those interviews so much. They're, they're so good. They're so inspiring. He's just a genuinely awesome guy to listen to. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for this. I haven't even seen the trailer yet, but I got to go watch this after we do this podcast and I'll, I'll check it out because it's going to be fun for sure. Yeah. And if you haven't seen this trailer, Ooh. go ahead and watch it. It's mm. Bill and Ted. I saw it. I did see that trailer. <laughs> okay. I thought it looked really dumb. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was never a Bill and Ted fan, though. Like, I didn't okay. watch them when I was a kid, so I don't have any nostalgia for these movies. So yeah. I'm not the right audience. But watching okay. this, I was like, I like Keanu Reeves. I don't know this other dude. Um, and 
it just seemed like not the Keanu Reeves I know. You know, like for me, when The Matrix gets remade or whatever, and Keanu's in it for like a little bit, uh, that'll be fun for me because it'll be that'll mm-hmm. be my nostalgia for Keanu Reeves. But this, I was like, I, this is not my thing. So. Yeah. So I, I did watch the movies when I was growing up, and so seeing this and seeing how it seems like they're really sticking to how the originals were, um, it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am intrigued. Um, although I do notice the difference in, in Keanu Reeves these days that he's definitely talking slower, and I don't think that is his character. I feel like it's that's actually... Age. I think it is age, because yeah. just over... like over He was always kind of like more of a mellow... He always played more mellow characters, but I think it had some sort of energy that like was very prominent, and nowadays it's not so much there. It's like he's trying, right. to, he's trying to push the energy out, but it's not quite coming through. So I think it's age, but... You know, he's is still seems like he's going strong with the John Wick movies and Oh yeah, and I wouldn't say Matrix, he's not so. a strong character, strong person for his age. Just that the age has changed who he is so much that he doesn't have that energy of the young kid the way he was portraying it. He's got yeah. a totally different energy now. This macho energy for the you know, like you said, John Wick. That's awesome. Yeah. Um but yeah. yeah. Um and then uh I'll just mention this last one. And uh Star Wars Squadron has a trailer. Oh, I don't know what that uh, is. So I just saw it the other day, and it looks like it's going to be like um like a five on five like it looks like it's co op, but then it says something about single player story. So I'm really confused how that works. But I'm oh, it's a video game. It's a video game. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I used to play Fighter Squadron all the uh, back in the day. It was like a um a fighter pilot game, but in Star Wars. Okay, so I guess that's what this is going to be. But okay. Just... Yeah, there, there was one. a few of them on PlayStation 2 I used to play them on, I think. Uh, there was probably a few on PlayStation and, and possibly before that. Remember when we were talking about the the Star Wars arcade game that was all polygons that you would shoot the other and shoot <laughs> and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, I've always had a fascination with the Star Wars games that are like uh, Ace Pilot kind of games. Mm. So this would probably be cool. i got to check that out too. Um, that yeah. would be a lot of fun. Cool. Anyway, uh, that's my news. Cool. Let's move into the PlayStation 5 Let's conference. Do it. Let's do it. Um, so I this this is the first year where I've been very out of the loop when it comes to video games. The only reason I knew the new controller was because of you. You sent that to me, I don't know, a month ago when we talked about the PlayStation 5 controller. Right. And uh, we've talked a little bit about what we expect in the specs of these uh, the next-gen consoles and what to maybe see. And then, obviously, uh, last week we talked about the new um, engine. So the, the mm-hmm. Unreal Engine, right? And so yep. there is a lot of talk in the forefront right now about the next generation of graphics or what to expect. But coming into this, I had really no idea what to expect. And when you sent me the video conference, I didn't even know PlayStation was was unveiling it. So <laughs> also I had a new puppy and just stuff going on in my life. And I just, I did not find time. You had to, real things going on. <laughs> I did not find time to watch this until way later on. And while I watched the conference, I must admit, I was also trying to uh subdue a puppy for a lot of it so i didn't i didn't miss things but i i was not like back in the day i used to literally have like a pen and a paper and i'd be like nose to the tv watching like the whole press conference um so i was not as focused this time as i normally am that being said i still got a lot from the conference um and also i'll say that the conference seems totally different to what i would what i'm used to i'm much more mm-hmm. used to a dude being on a stage being like with yeah. the playstation 4's technology we are going to do this and this and this and then they go off and sometimes they talk a little bit too much and it gets a little bit boring but it's funny watching something like this where they removed all that um and you, you almost miss it <laughs> like in a weird way you get nostalgic yeah. for it yeah it was interesting because like between i guess some of the more like triple a titles that you would get somebody from um, from that studio giving yeah. some sort of little speech and giving the rundown of it. Yeah. And yeah, and I was thinking the same thing. Like I kind of expected, not like Reggie, but somebody, <laughs> somebody like like a like a singular person, yeah. representative of 
all of uh of sony playstation yeah. to be the one that was kind of narrating and directing through the whole thing but i guess you know obviously because of covid things are are have to be portrayed differently mm-hmm. and uh at the same time i think it's kind of cool that they give more people a chance to talk about the games that they've been working on as opposed to one singular person who hasn't really had a hand in in all of those games you know the last so couple of conferences than... sorry but the last couple of conferences they've mentioned that they want to let the game speak for themselves yeah. And while I totally agree with that, and if you asked me before I saw this conference what they should do, that's exactly what I would have said, because that's always worked for them. But mm-hmm. it's funny how watching this conference, it almost made me feel like, did you do it too much? Like, <laughs> did, you, did you did you only talk about the games and, like, in my opinion, barely talked about the console? Like, Yeah, sure, they barely talked about the console. They show the console. That's cool, obviously, showing the console. But I'm the dude that wants to know the specs. I want to know so much more. I want to know. I want to hear it from the dude's mouth about backwards compatibility and exactly how far that goes. That's you know? true. Like, yeah, it's a good point. It's So it, a lot of this was WoW and, and Shazam without the, uh, the actual minute detail that I kind of wanted. Yeah, I guess this the future of gaming show was it's almost more like it's supposed to be an e3 event because usually yes. i guess for like e3 that's when you see all the game reveals and mm-hmm. i don't i never watched them when they revealed a console because um i just i guess i wasn't really into watching it back then but now in the past few years when we've seen e3 it's usually just been about the development of games as opposed to where the console like the direction of the console so mm-hmm. I, I guess they just wanted to keep focus on the games as opposed to talking about the console and they'll probably just find other times to reveal more stuff about the console anyway it's it's true but as an example in the playstation 4 reveal when they had the conference there and i loved how they revealed the playstation 4 because they were even like it's coming out this year and mm. it's going to be this part i think it was 3.99 and it was just it blew everyone away because they were like not expecting that at all and it also was yeah. perfect timing because it revealed right after the xbox one had revealed and xbox one had just finished saying that they were digital only and then uh, PlayStation's conference was all about it was about the games and they were like you can play anything is like and they they had the discs so they had the disc drive and everyone was like oh my god it's got a disc drive it's like yeah. that wasn't even going to be their big thing to sell and that ended up being one of their <laughs> biggest things they had and they were kind of like oh yeah it's got a disc drive like <laughs> yeah um, yeah but anyways uh for for an example there was about a I think like a 10 to 20 minute segment in that conference showing you the operating system when you turn it on what it looks like create an account how you can connect it to Facebook the differences between messaging people online what PlayStation Plus looks like the new, the new store all that stuff they would show in the conference there now some of it's boring sure some people don't care about the Facebook connectivity so some people don't care about how the GUI looks or or the, the main screen and all that but yeah. To people like me, I was really curious about that kind of stuff, and we didn't see any of it, really, with PlayStation 5. And you're right, they might show it later on. They might just kind of, like, bread breadcrumb it along. But for a reveal, you're right, this felt so much like E3 to me, but almost like the parts of E3 that I, I can't stand. I hate it when someone's like... <laughs> Due to PlayStation 5, or because of PlayStation 5's technology, we can now bring you more graphics, more this, more that, and all of that in the next game of blank. And it's it's so... It's just jargon. None of it means anything, right? Like, yeah. it's so annoying. Like, the graphics are... Because the processing power is so good, like, our, our game can take you into outer space. And you're like, <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, it's, it's like your game is optimized the way your game is optimized. Like, there was a Ratchet and Clank trailer where the guy said that because of PlayStation 5, they could take two different worlds and seamlessly rift between the two. Now, don't get me wrong. The game mechanic seems really, really cool. And I'm, I'm yeah. all for it. But I was like... That's not because of PlayStation 5. That's because of you optimizing your game to be able to do that. You know, you could have yeah, done the same thing on a PlayStation 1 if you made the game that way, right? So right. It's, it's just bizarre, but it, it all works as jargon when you're selling it to people. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. 
I so, actually wanted to mention that one thing specifically about Ratchet and Clank too, because mm. I, I haven't, I can't recall many games other than maybe Jedi Fallen Order where they do seamless transitions between gameplay and a cinematic. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I thought what what we saw of uh, Ratchet and Clank looked really good because that whole, yeah. I'm I'm what I gather from that whole scene as he's he's kind of riding on rails and he jumps through this portal and like there's a whole bunch of things going on and um and he lands on another set of rails or whatever mm. and it just seems like yeah like your gameplay is while he's on the rails and shooting stuff and all of a sudden we see this like cinematic in the middle of it and it's like whoa this wait is this this still the game like it, it didn't like cut right it's like it's just right. continuous and i thought like that looked really cool it reminded me a lot yeah. of uncharted i feel like naughty dog's been very good at that over the last couple of years uh of making a seamless kind of from the cinematic into the gameplay and it really kind of tricks you sometimes there's many mo- people always joke in uncharted 4 how like there's a cinematic will end but you don't realize it's over and you have to push the controller and you're like oh i'm 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 playing you know oh, like you don't realize yeah. you're playing and that moment is great Everyone, developers love that obviously um and yeah I, i'll agree with you in ratchet and clank there's a moment when he's on the pirate ship and they just get shot by what looks to be a random shot and then suddenly hmm. clank goes flying out and it's now a cinematic and i was like oh that's interesting it was seamless there yeah. But that's also not new. Like, that's definitely been around yeah. since even the launch of PS4. That's been a thing. Like, Uncharted 3 had that, right? So, um, it's not new, but it's it's nice to see. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, let's let's move into the conference. We can talk about, like, I've got some lists of stuff we can talk about. I just wanted to briefly say, I, I definitely, I'm not mad about this conference at all. I think it was great. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I yeah. don't want to sound like a downer. But I've just got so many things that were almost like, to me they felt like either missteps or things that could have been done better but i've also got some things that i thought were a lot of fun so okay i just i hope i don't come off too negative but whatever we'll get into it um so let's talk about ration clank anyways we're there now so okay um so ration clank to me this is total personal opinion this game looks great i love ration clank i'm a huge fan of the series i played them all um except for i think deadlocked was like the only one i didn't play but i even played secret agent clank so i've played like all of them okay Uh, but this one here Looks great. I'm all for it. Why can't it be on PlayStation 4? And also, is it on PlayStation 4? Or is it launched on PlayStation 5 only? I don't understand how it is. To me, it looks actually very similar. Very similar to the Tools of Destruction game that they had made not that long ago. And it almost looked to me like this is a game that's going to launch on both consoles. And I feel like it asks the question that are these exclusive PS5 games or are a lot of these PS4 and 5 games? Oh, good question. Well, they did have a few of those games where it said made exclusively for PS5. Or designed exclusively for PS5, as we saw in the Square Enix one. So Right. Yeah. Uh, so with this one, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I imagine that... Let's see if they're backwards compatible, but I guess... I don't know. We'll have to see, but yeah. I, I think it varies game to game. This Ratchet and Clank one, I believe, is PS5 only. But I just ask why because I do believe that they could have made that same game for the PlayStation 4 and it would have been totally fine. I understand yeah. it's marketing and it's selling, but... Um, it, it just it just seems strange to me. That being said, it looks great. It it looks it looks awesome. It looks great. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily look different to me than a PlayStation Four game. It looks just like a PlayStation Four game, which I thought they were all beautiful. You know, they all look yeah. so good by the end of it. Like God of War, Horizon, all these games were looking even Death Stranding. Like they were all looking amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just the content you're looking for at that point. And uh, Ratchet and Clank, this new one, it just looks like a PS Four game. It looks great, cool. But now it's only on PS5, a console I don't have, is, is how I see it, right? Like Yeah. And so, uh, and with this game, it looks like we get a new character uh, who I'm naming Socket because I have no idea. I don't think they 
Oh, I was. She is a new character. No, she totally is a new character. You're right. I was actually. I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder what her name is. And then I, my brain did the same thing. I was like, what? What kind of pun would it be? Or like joke? So it works with Clank. You know, like. Yeah. So I'm. I'm gonna go with socket for now. Um, Socket. I like that. (laughs) Maybe it is. (laughs) Wait. Is wait. Ratchet is which? Okay, I never played the games, but which character is the Lombax? He's the uh, the rabbit-like creature. Okay. Right. And then Clank is like the robot. Okay. Cool. Good. Um. Oh, okay, so, so in this so game, let me just actually say then. So for someone yep. like you who's not played the games, then coming in, if you buy the PlayStation Five and you need a launch title game, it looks to me like this is the best one you could get. It's gonna like the Ratchet Clank games are amazing, and when they showed that gameplay trailer, which was great by the way, going into the gameplay trailer, mm-hmm. they yeah. actually showed that it's a real Ratchet and Clank game. This isn't just the graphics only and no content. They actually had content, so I was very yeah. appreciative of that. Yeah, that's right. A lot of the games were just kind of just cinematic teasers for sure, um, and some. Oh, we'll get to those. Yeah. Okay, so uh, there's this one ability, and let me know if this is in a previous game, but um, he throws this kind of, like, dome. It's, like, uh, it's got a, like, hexagon texture to it mm. or pattern to it, and then he throws, like, a little whip to mm. kind of pull himself towards that. No, that's definitely new technology for Ratchet & Clank. That's a new mechanic, and that's I think that's why they were showing it off so much there. Yeah, um, that's really interesting. He's like pulling the world closer to him. That's it, exactly. It, it was a very interesting yeah. visual trick. Now, okay, so let me forfeit my own sword here. Um, I said that the doesn't look from PS4 to PS5. There was no graphic change. That's something that arguably could be a next console generation thing where he's pulling the level closer. Maybe you needed stronger processing power to do something like that. I still mm-hmm. argue that it's it's on the game developer, not the console at that point, to optimize the game to allow for something like that. But it looked so good when it he does. pulls the yeah. world that it tricks your brain. You're kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> like, Yeah, like I did, it didn't dawn on me until I saw it maybe like after a few times. But when I did, I was like, whoa, that's, that's a cool little, like, I don't know, like a, a nifty like a nice touch it's just a nice nice touch rather than seeing your body get propelled towards that and then like it's almost like the difference is that your character um your character has to kind of like readjust if it gets pulled but because the world is coming to you you're already adjusted so it's easier for you to transition into what move you want to do next i so i like that as a mechanic that's a i like that something to keep in mind is insomniac games is the people that make uh ratchet and clank they've been doing that forever now um, they're also the people that make the Spider-Man game. So the one that came out on PlayStation two years ago, that was a smash hit. And mm. also, as we saw, there was a trailer for another Spider-Man game for this console. Yeah. Um, and Insomniac Games seems to be doing that. So they've split their team up, clearly, to do both. But I think what's happened is they've learned a lot of things from the Spider-Man game two years ago, and they've maybe implemented some mechanics, not necessarily Spider-Man's mechanics, but like things they've learned from that game into this Ratchet and Clank game. And I'd say this riff pulling is something they probably learned along the way, maybe with the Mr. Negative character, from a spider-man game before but it's it's interesting how that we got that visualness there that's just unique and cool but very ratchet and clank at the same time so mm-hmm. yeah um i don't really have much more to say about ratchet and clank why don't we but... move into the spider-man one then so yeah. this one is going to be the spider-man game but uh it's starring miles morales now instead yes i don't know about you but to me this looks and i think it's confirmed that this is a playstation 4 game as well this looks like dlc or like an a standalone game but not a full game no they obviously didn't say anything but to me i feel like it's the same city probably the same map same engine like it doesn't look like they changed the graphics engine it's the same graphics engine yeah just a new playable character and Mm -hmm. i'm assuming obviously a new storyline so i feel like this is going to be a 29.99 kind of price point game that's standalone um that you can buy you don't need to own spider-man 
but you just buy this and it's it's from it's like branching off from the same thing and i do feel it's ps4 ps5 it's not like an exclusive Mm. ps5 thing that's that's where i was going from this trailer but i don't know what do you think that makes a lot of sense because when uh, there's just a moment where um miles like he he web slings towards an enemy and when he kicks him there's these like white little graphics mm. or uh, or um what do you call them like kind of visual effects just around him spidey sense particles well no the spidey sense is usually what you see around around spider-man himself right but this one was around the enemy he was kicking oh so it was but the thing is it still was very reminiscent of yeah what we see in in the most recent release of spider-man so that made me wonder if it was supposed to be some sort of like same world sequel kind of game so i think maybe you're on the right track that is probably going to be yeah dlc or yeah. expansion or something I, I'd be, yeah exactly i'd be shocked if it's a sequel i'd also be shocked if it is just straight up dlc because they would have marketed it as such instead of as it is i think um mm. i really feel like it's going to be its standalone game to buy and I, and I feel like they missed the mark a little bit too if it was dlc and made people have the spider-man game and then buy this like i think some people want to just buy this and only this kind of thing so Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong, but if anybody out there knows uh, Infamous Second Son, and then they had a DLC standalone game called First Light, and that that's kind of how I feel like this is going to be carried. It's the same way. So it's, uh, First Light was standalone. You didn't have to own Second Son at all, but it used the same city. So you were just a totally different character in the same city. So very similar idea, and I feel like that's where this is going. Okay. Um, so I just want to mention one last thing about this, and it's uh, just the beginning. Of, it's like the reveal to show uh, like when we finally see that it is Miles um i find that this along with some of the other titles for the for this conference that the trailers to me felt more like movie trailers than they ever have Um, which i which i really like because games to me are not just about like learning a mechanic and playing a game like i think there's a lot of there's a lot of uh effort in putting a story together for those games right it's it's a big storytelling aspect um, and you'll get that from a lot of games where you wouldn't, you might not even expect it, like League of Legends, where it's kind of just like it's not story based. Like you're just you're you're getting into a team five on five, and you're just trying to trying to win the game, and you're trying to win the match. Um, but there's so much lore that goes uh, that that comes behind the characters and everything. And so for me, like story is a nowadays it's much more of a bigger thing than it used to be. So this reveal or this trailer. I really enjoyed that the way they did that. It was a very slow, like a slow paced reveal. And there was a lot happening in that moment because like you hear, you hear a little bit of a narration and you see these arms that are in the middle of some sort of struggle. And over time, the suit is kind of, something's happening to the suit. It's changing or it's getting like torn off or something. And then just out of the corner, you can see a little bit of the, like the, the, the spider pattern, the spider mm, web yes. pattern on his, yeah. on his mask. And um, I just really enjoyed I just really enjoyed this moment. Uh, it kind of made me feel like there's um, uh, there's a lot of I guess a lot of weight on Miles's responsibility as Spider-Man. Um, so I'm uh, I because of that I'm really curious to see what kind of things that he goes through in this game. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that entirely. I love what you said about that. Uh, games are they are storytelling and uh, and more like movies today. It's it's as much art as movies are art, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I like it when people appreciate it. And um, yeah. it should be seen more like that. Sometimes I get wrapped up in my own head, and I and I do see games as just this thing that's like a waste of time. And I don't mean to. It's just that it's it's easy to see it as the thing that's taking your own life away from what you're trying <laughs> to get done, right? So right. then you you start to really put all these negative parts into it. 
but I do try to appreciate the nuances of it. And obviously when I'm developing games as well, I have to appreciate that there is this art style to the whole thing that makes it more like, I don't know, just beyond what it is. Uh, it, it, it means something different to everybody, I guess, is a better yeah. way of saying it. That's why Minecraft can be so many different genres all at once. Um, mm -hmm. So one thing, that, uh, they did at the very top of the show, and I'm really not sure the whole idea of this, but Grand Theft Auto Five is how they oh, started yeah. the conference. I know. I'm not... I'm assuming Sony's got some crazy like partnership with Rockstar where let's just pretend here that Grand Theft Auto 6 is going to get announced first on PlayStation consoles or something like that or they're going to mm -hmm. get exclusive content to PlayStation consoles and I feel like for Sony to get that deal Rockstar was like you better be putting GTA 5 at the beginning of your release con uh, conference uh, or something right. Uh, not to mention that GTA 5 is still the best selling game on PlayStation 4 uh, and it was the best selling game I believe for PlayStation 3. Um, so it it's it's a good one to have on there it also ensures that all the fans that are playing the online game of grand theft auto 5 um are going to now purchase your console so it's really like future saving future proofing a lot of those fan bases that are just going to stay mm -hmm. on the grand theft auto game there so that's interesting um but man it was boring to see grand theft auto 5's trailer again like how yeah many, it's been on three consoles now like how many times do we have to see that same trailer? I mean, I understand there was the new DLC content in there, but wow, like, and I'm a fan of GTA V. It was just annoying to see it back, though. I was like, wow. It's, yeah, not just to see it back, but just to, to me, that was kind of like a weak reveal. Yeah. Or a weak, weak opener. We're watching PlayStation 3 it's... graphics upscaled to a PlayStation 5 console, so. Exactly, yeah. It's not, it's not, um, it's not, like, reminiscent of uh, what you expect to see in, like, a brand new futuristic console. Yeah. So I think it was an odd choice to go with that. And yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt that. Maybe it's because of some sort of business transactions going on in the back. It's also quite confusing to the audience. People like me, who I was, I was wondering about the backwards compatibility of the PlayStation 5. When you see a game that's from PlayStation 4 saying it's releasing free for people on PlayStation 5, you're wondering, you have to wonder at least, well, does my disc of Grand Theft Auto 5 on PlayStation 4 work in the PlayStation 5, you know, or do I have to buy it again as a PlayStation 5 version or or does the PlayStation 5 version have differences from the PlayStation 4 version and all these questions that start coming up that they don't answer, mm. they just give you a stupid trailer. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess that's like that I don't want to see, for example, a bunch of PlayStation 4 games being re-released on PlayStation 5 for no reason, you know, because then mm -hmm. we're just paying again for the same product and it doesn't really make any sense. So I'm hoping for that, with, like, Grand Theft Auto is not how most games are handled, and most of them will just work on the PlayStation 5, and maybe they give you incentive to push it from 4 to 5 or something. I don't know. Uh, GTA 5 is a bit of a different case because it has an online base game to it, so it is almost a bit of an MMO, so it's, it's with constant uh -huh. updates and expansions and all that kind of stuff, too. So it is a little bit different how it's treated. I understand okay. that. Okay. But yeah. still, it does ask a bunch of questions about it, so. Hmm. Okay. Well, time will tell, or Sony will tell eventually <laughs> in time. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, what other games? So there's Grand Turismo 7. I don't have much to say about that. Uh, I'm not, I've never been into racing games. I really liked the first Grand Turismo. I loved it. This one reminded me of my nostalgic time with it, but I, okay. I don't have enough to say about it, really. So it looked cool. Okay. That's about all I can say. That's fine. I actually have... Well, not that I have more to say, but I'm just so much more intrigued by, uh, by the ones that we got little a little information of so for oh, example yeah. project athea um yeah i got a buddy who texted me about that too he's so excited about this game and i was like but it didn't show us anything. But like what is it exactly? what are you excited about like I, I get it it's cool that it's like a fantasy thing i guess but i don't know to me i want to see gameplay so what, what are you excited about uh let me just 
kind of go back to it. Project Athea is this the one? Wait, Gran Turismo Seven. I'm just kind of scrolling through the <laughs> through the video just to make sure that I am. Oh, it's oh right, it's after after Socket and Clank. Um, Project Athea. Socket Boy. Alien... So... <laughs> Um, oh right, project. Oh, so this is the one where she's kind of like elemental or something. Right. Um, I guess what I'm interested in is just uh, I'm curious to see what the mechanics are going to be. Like if she has this ability to um, to use the earth to kind of like fight monsters or, or fight creatures and stuff. Um, I guess I mean that can only be so little compared to her overall um, kit. Mm. that i i'm curious to see what more is in store for for her abilities and and is it all going to be elemental um like how do they how do they portray her as a character to follow like is she going to be some sort of um like a kind of like an avatar type kind of character or is she just going to be somebody who just happens to have these powers is bestowed you know by by legends or something mm. um again it, it's more story based that i'm thinking of like a i i I'm curious to see, yeah, what what the point of the game is about, and so yeah, that's why I'll, I'll differentiate that. Like, I'm not excited to play it because I have no idea what playing it is going to be like, but I'm I'm curious to know more about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that explains it a little bit better than at least I guess. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. My buddy had texted me two games out of this conference that he liked, and it was Project Athea or whatever, which in yeah. my opinion we know nothing about. So I'm shocked <laughs> that he's that excited, but he was excited. And the other okay. one was that cat one, Stray. <laughs> Yeah, like why? And again, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. But what do you do in that game? I don't know. I know. Like, it's it's a cool art short film you showed me, but I don't know what I'm doing. Like, that's yeah. how I felt a lot watching most of these trailers, other than like the actual Sony PlayStation trailers. So there's a lot of like slog, in my opinion. You had to go through to get to like the real games. Um, now I don't mean to be harsh to anybody. I get that there's art and a lot of work put behind it, and maybe there's a great game at the end of it, but they just haven't told me enough to actually know that yet. So, yeah, and I, that is kind of just a recurring thing throughout this conference. That, uh, like, I I think there's this other one we see later on, something about goodbye volcano high. Yes, oh, and I my wasn't sure. Like, was like she was like that looked so bad. Like she like yeah, like it seems like it's supposed to be like a webtoon or something. Oh, I, I know. I didn't understand the point of showing that. I looked into that one a little bit. Apparently, it's an adventure game. I don't even. That, it confused me more seeing that. Like okay, I don't know if they yeah. mean like um like a gone home experience or something like that or if it's going to be like uh like the tall tall games or something or telltale games i mean um, okay i don't know but i'm assuming it's something along those lines but yeah it just looked bizarre mm, um there yeah. is one that my fiance said was the best trailer because it actually did explain something and it was the death loop i believe it was called or oh, returnal no not returnal uh death the one loop? the one where the guy keeps dying and the, everyone's trying to hunt him yeah returnal oh i'm sorry <laughs> That's Returnal? Yeah. I thought Returnal. Returnal. Oh gosh. What's that other one that's in space that's made by Housemark? That sounds like Returnal where she keeps dying. And... Yeah, Returnal. No, I'm talking about when there's, there's a dude and he's being hunted by people and as he dies he comes back to life and he keeps returning and returning and returning and returning. I think it's called Deathloop. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, yes. I didn't even realize there's two games that have the same premise, but you're totally yes. right. It's well, a similar premise, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh right, Deathloop. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That game looks I'm, I'm curious about that one he it's him and another assassin that are like the last two assassins yeah. to me honestly it looked like a great story it honestly looked like a tarantino film or something like that it was it, I, yeah yeah 
It totally um, does. I no. Let me say, I don't think I'll ever play it. It's not necessarily my kind of game, mm-hmm. but it told me so much. I'm intrigued. I will definitely check out the next trailer to see more about the game. It was so intriguing to me, and they told me the whole story slash gameplay of the game. So that's cool. That's cool. It was well done. Yeah, I'm. I'm very much into that. Like uh, in terms of knowing more about it, uh, I probably also wouldn't really play it, but yeah, I like I might want to try it just because um, it looks like there's some cool mechanics in it. For sure. Now the the Housemark game Returnal that you were mentioning, yeah. to me that doesn't look interesting. Um, I've heard some people talking about how cool it looks. To me, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Again, it looked like a short film to me, so it, it mm-hmm. got lost in the in the muddy waters with the others for me. I kind of thought I was gonna have some sort of like Alien versus Predator reference or something like that. Yeah. Or like uh, what was what was the uh, the Covenant? No, is that the one that came up? Before? What's the prequel for the Alien versus Predator? Movies? Oh, um, Prometheus. Prometheus, yeah. Yeah. It right, also had a bit of uh, Edge of Tomorrow vibes to it, you know, with the live, die, totally. repeat. You know, it's it's very similar to that, but without the action and the Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's uh, and it's also it seems kind of weird. Like it's not very explained, but like she seems like she's a human, but yet she's able to stand up against like all these like supernatural beings with just yeah. whatever. Maybe they're going for like a Metroid vibe, which I totally respect, but I I just don't see enough yet to know. Is it yeah. a third person shooter? I don't know. I, I'm assuming, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Bef- uh, no, it's okay. I actually just wanted to mention, um, before they showed this, they showed uh, a little bit... Well, they revealed some more information or tried to show some information about the console and some specs. Mm. Um, did you notice... Ray tracing. We all go, oh, oh cool, sure. ray tracing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wrote it down thinking, like, ray tracing question mark? Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> they just um, announce it as if that just sells the console now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ray tracing. <laughs> like, who's, who's Ray and why are we tracing I literally him? went, honey, they got ray tracing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, as the controller starts kind of coming up, do you notice how, mm. like, those little grains of sand, they get kind of blown yes. away? Yes. There's um, a good way to you... represent their controller. I thought that was interesting. I like that. So uh, there's a little detail in the sand. Oh, the sand itself noticed. is the triangle circle X square? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That and the grip of the controller itself, is, the texture of it is... is triangle is, circle X square? exactly yeah. oh my gosh okay that's the thing sony's like on point for their design right now those controllers are beautiful i just want to kiss they them look really cool the only thing yeah. is i just i don't like and we talked about this last time i don't like the start button or these days it's called options it's now become the the hamburger menu the button so it's oh uh, that's right yeah, yeah. And, and it's a small yeah. thing i just I, I think it's just weird it, it, but i also didn't like options on the playstation 4 controller and i got used to that pretty quick actually i still call it start button so maybe i'm wrong but <laughs> i know it's I, it's i'm confused by it too yeah. still now but regardless yeah. beautiful controller i love the playstation 4 controller so they pretty much just took it and went let's just not change much <laughs> like, yeah and I mean, I'm, aesthetically, I'm totally down with that yeah aesthetically it looks nice i'm still curious and i think i mentioned this before but the the d-pad buttons and maybe even like the 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 action buttons like the uh triangle circle square x um like they don't look like they sit flush but they don't look like they protrude out that much at all so i'm just i'm curious to know what the resistance i hope they do protrude like um because i feel like it's fairly important you should should be able to feel that you know exactly yeah like you need that tactile sensation to know Ooh, good uh, good verbiage jeez tactile sensation man look at you you should have been on this conference I, I appreciate your acknowledgement <laughs> of my repertoire. Tactile. My <laughs> um, what else? Okay, so there was Sackboy. Uh, yeah, there was a bunch yeah. of randoms. I mean, uh, yeah, Sackboy and that other one that was like the the little little robot guys that live in your controller or whatever. It looks like they made two different kind of like Super Mario World-esque games to kind of throw in that action adventure for kids. 
Yeah. Um, oh, what's Astro? Astro something. Yeah. And it's funny to me because like I feel bad for Little Big Planet. They've been trying for so long now to actually make like a real smash hit since the first one, and it just hasn't really worked all that well. They did like Little Big Planet Racing, like Little Big Planet Three, tried to do like a bunch of new stuff. And it's funny because that Astro one with their trailer actually looked a little bit better than the Little Big Planet one. And I was like, yeah. oh, I felt bad because I was like, these Astro ones actually kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that in between pretty much every game. They really ram down your throat. The... the transitions of the triangle, circle, X, square. Yeah, like, oh. what is with that? I feel bad for the guy that had to actually design all of those. Because he was like, how many do you need? 30? You need 30 <laughs> of these? Yeah. He, like, just of finished. the same. <laughs> he just yeah. finished one. And he's like, see how awesome this looks? See how they got the lighting perfect on that triangle, circle, X, square? They're like, yeah. Can okay, you now make again? 29 different yeah. ones, please. 29 different ones. And uh, can you make some of them, like, just a room simulated with water that, like, turns into the shapes? And he's like, water into what an x and a square and a circle yeah yeah just just do the x then do a square then do a circle and then do a triangle <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. and then make it make a different one where it just it's that but reversed <laughs> so it's just, oh I yeah know. i, I just, know i felt bad for that dude whoever did it I'm, but props to him yeah for, for doing it <laughs> yeah and not losing his job yeah or her job um yeah, so I just noticed that that's that's a transition between like every single game. Um, there's this one game where I'm confused about, but I am curious to know, and it's Destruction All Stars. Yeah. Okay. This is like Rocket League meets what's that game? Fortnite. It like I, yeah. It looks like Rocket League and Fortnite, which is a shame because the first two seconds of that video, I thought it was Twisted Metal. It was gonna be an awesome oh. Destruction Derby Twisted Metal game, and I've been jonesing for that for a while now. And uh, jonesing, jonesing. And uh, unfortunately, no, I got more Fortnite-esque stuff. And and I love Rocket League, don't get me wrong. But I was like, what? Like, I don't need more of Rocket League. And I definitely don't need more Fortnite, so... Yeah, I thought it was going to be... Uh, I thought it was going to be, like, Extreme Roller Derby or something oh. like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, these two teams. Like, one was challenging the other. And it looks like they're in front of, like, a track. So I just assumed, okay, there's going to be some sort of, like, weird, quirky like pro wrestling roller derby kind of luchador mm-hmm. game and then they jump into the arena and some of them are in cars and some of them are running around so i'm thinking like okay so can you control the humans and can you destroy the cars like <laughs> what is uh, yeah i don't know it looks kind of dumb but i honestly think it's gonna sell i think it's gonna do well it just if it, it fits that niche it's gonna be one of those free-to-play games with loot boxes and it'll sell i think yeah if it's if it's just like an online like MOBA kind of style, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, a lot of people would just get into it. Yeah, yeah. There was um, one random one that I don't I don't remember the title of, but it was cartoony esque, kind of looked like Breath of the Wild a little bit, and it was like a character going around in all these adventures, but it kept cutting back to like the suburban town. Oh man, I I want to know more about that. Me game. too. Like Little Devil Inside. Little Devil Inside. Now that's a game that did the short film style, not really showing you gameplay, but they yeah. did show enough glimpses of what could be gameplay that i'm like i gotta know more like uh, yeah. I, i'm so intrigued by that so that looked cool i yeah i love the music i think it was very fitting um they made the music seem very well it kind of sounded like french to me i don't know if that's accurate to say yeah, but I'd it say also so. sounded yeah, yeah. sometimes it was very very intense like it, it like and sometimes it was very kind of like um quirky and it, it looks like it really fits the scenes that we're watching mm-hmm. and i I just really want to know what the correlation is between the town. Uh, like the hunter and that guy. Yeah. Like it's like an old man and then there's like this guy in the wild, right? Yeah. But 
that one scene where he's uh, the hunter is um, he's suspended on a rope and he drops a bomb yeah. into that giant creature's mouth. Yeah. But then as it does, it cuts to the guy and he he plops he's like on it's the toilet. Just, yeah. On the toilet, and it's just like, oh, that's so. It is very like short film esque yeah. the way I see it's, it. It's and, well done. But I'm so curious to see like how that works out as a as a video game, and I, I really want to play. And they totally did enough just to capture me on it, so I was glad about that. Mm-hmm. I also uh, wanted to mention that some of the games that I find were a little bit more intriguing to me are the ones where the characters are are like kind of disproportionate looking characters. So this being one, um, uh, the other one was uh, Solar Ash. So she's kind of like oh, you know, uh, that's a Hyperlight Drifter. That's the creator of Hyperlight Drifter who made his game on Game Maker, uh, which is the, the the platform that I use quite a bit for making games. So it's a uh, Hyperlight Drifter was a big uh, kind of like oh, pixel art indie game that was really popular on the Steam and then PlayStation and then Xbox and all that kind of stuff. Anyways, the guy now is able to make his his big game, so this that's his big one there. So yeah, ah, it, okay. it looks interesting. Yeah, um, I I like the fact that she roller skates because I like to do that. <laughs> and, There's a uh, roller but- derby. That's yeah. Um, there's one. There was one scene that I I hope we get more of in actual gameplay, and it's not just a cinematic. But when she she jumps on, does she jump off the cliff or something, and then she, um, the camera turns, the camera kind oh, of like yes. rotates completely, yeah. and so now she's, she's upside up. down. Yeah, and and then she waits for like that like creature thing to like fall onto, and then she flies away. And I was thinking, oh, that would be really cool if we can get that in game, where it's uh, like the camera angles are different. Um, like you're not always just center on the bottom of right. the screen, like watching as if it's like a third person. But I think that would, I think that would create like a very awkward layer uh, to get used to. Mm. But it, but it looks like it could be done really well. Like, yeah, I don't know. It it, lo- it looked interesting. I agree. Um, I don't know. I don't really have any other games to talk about except for the big one at the end, which is my pick for best trailer of the show. Uh, do you have other ones you want to talk about? I know there was a few of those like bug snacks and stuff, but I don't really want to talk about bug snacks. I don't want to talk about bug snacks. Although, I'll, the only thing I'll say about bug snacks <laughs> is that uh, Octodad is still an awesome game, even though bug snacks, I don't know what the heck they're doing there. But. <laughs> um, what did I want to mention? Uh, there were a couple of things. Um, let's see. Um, I mentioned the oh, there's uh, demons souls. <laughs> there's demon souls, yeah. Um, oh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo looked interesting. It looked interesting. It looks really creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and wait. I thought that was yeah. No, go no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I actually thought that that was gonna be like the Resident Evil well, game. Yeah, I thought it was Silent Hill at first. I was like, is this Silent mm. Hill? And it just it was Ghostwire Tokyo. And I was like, that's weird. I've never heard of that. And then boom, Resident Evil hits. And I was like, oh my god, Resident Evil. Like, yeah, yeah of course. And there you go. You get it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I thought uh, the Resident Evil one was a little bit lacking, in my opinion, especially like at the end with Chris. I was like, Chris, what are you doing? Or whatever. And he's just like, bah. I was like, well, yeah. It just seemed kind of lame. But then again, Capcom's never been super great with voice acting, so it's fine. Okay. I actually never played, I haven't played all of them. I've never played bits of some of the older games. Yeah. Um, so, so watching this, to me, it was almost like, is this a spin off of Resident it Evil? It seems like called... it, but no, it's actually Resident Evil 7. So. Okay. Wait, didn't I see the words the village? Yeah, but they actually use the VI. They do like the Roman numeral for oh, seven. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah, that didn't dawn on me. Okay. I know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't notice that at first either. I'd look back on it afterwards. Okay. Um. Otherwise, I wanted to mention so some of the maybe the more underdog looking games, but Ghost. No, not Ghostwire. Um. Jet the Far Shore. Oh. 
Yeah. So this one, yeah, exactly. I don't know either, which is why I'm curious about it. Like the music, I like the music. It's very Interstellar. It was like everything about it was like, like some dudes were like, "Hey, I love Interstellar. Let's make Interstellar the game." And yeah. then they realized that game making is really hard, so they made like <laughs> a tiny planet ship adventure game. No, again, I don't mean to criticize. That's just what it yeah. looks like from the yeah. outside. So prove me no, wrong totally and fair. make an awesome game because maybe it's great. Yeah, and I'm wondering, is it a, is it going to be like a simulation game, or uh, like Spore? That's a simulation game, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Or, well, it is simulation, but it's just that it's it's trying to be too much, so it kind of sucks as a simulation game. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out like what kind of what genre does that fit this in. This to under? me looks more like it's just trying to be almost an adventure game it almost looks on par with something like journey where it's like you're just kind of moving through an adventure and they're telling a narrative story throughout the adventure mm-hmm. of it um i would love yeah. it if it was like planet survival or something like that but i i highly doubt it i don't think it's a no man's sky or anything like that i think it's more in tune with something like journey. planet survival that's a genre of planet survival kind of i guess you know like okay. even minecraft it would go in that uh, category i guess but it's less like No Man's Sky or less like an actual adventuring ship combat game or something like that or like dropping down onto planets or resource gathering and more, I think, like Journey where it's telling a narrative-driven focus story with ambient music in the background to make you feel something. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. I Yeah, I That's think it was going to be That's just like that. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, like who knows? We, we, just, we just don't know for most of these games. Yeah, that's true um i'll just mention quickly about demon soul since that came up but i the like the hellspawn creatures like all those uh all those demons and stuff that we see i think they just look really good and well it's awesome I, to see them come back from the original demon souls it's funny because when the first one came out that's when i started my career at eb games <laughs> and it's it's funny oh, to really? see that game come back now and it's like full circle it's like wow like that's that was a long time ago but well so how what do you think of uh, the looks of those characters i didn't actually play the original i but... honestly i i forgot what all the creatures looked like from the original game and seeing okay. them on screen it was instantly it was like it was like seeing an old friend it was like whoa like it was crazy uh-huh. seeing the the crazy demonic creatures i i really enjoyed that i thought it was cool it brought me right back to that time of playing demon souls because back then that was before dark souls and bloodborne and all this we didn't know really what we were getting into so right um yeah it was fun i i really enjoyed seeing that i won't get the game but i'm i'm curious i'll probably watch people play it on live stream and of course i'll watch the speed runs <laughs> actually you know that's interesting i wonder if uh you know some of these games they're they just know that they're going to build more of a culture for watching as opposed to playing i think a lot of them like know for that. live streams yeah that's an interesting thought yeah interesting um anyways yeah for the rest of the rest of the titles um i think we can move on to uh the 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 headlining one that you wanted to mention the headlining one um yeah so the big one horizon obviously forbidden west the uh mm-hmm. horizon 2 i guess it is i didn't notice that there's it's a 2 but it's horizon 2 forbidden west um oh, i missed that too. yeah it's like it's hidden <laughs> all these Wait. things i missed uh this was the first like sony-esque trailer to see and it, uh, it was a shock. I didn't know what I was seeing at first. I really thought it was Uncharted. I don't know why, but I thought everything was <laughs> Uncharted when I saw it. And then I thought it was God of War. And then boom, it's just like, I was like, oh, Horizon. I forgot all about that. And I was happy to see it. I was very, very happy to see it. It was very cinematic, like you said, very movie-like. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it made, like, when, the moment she dove in the water and we just saw everything in the water as she's talking about the narrative of the story i was just so immersed in that moment i was just like i want to live this game like it felt (laughs) like when you watched avatar for the first time i just like i wanted to be there (laughs) so oh yeah so that that was that was like beyond any of the other trailers and it kind of made all the other trailers seem a little bit lacking you can see why they saved it for the end but it was 
that was like the real actual game reveal trailer that you wanted to get and that was cool i liked it yeah this one looks a little bit more i guess yeah complete i guess mm. you'd say mm-hmm. in in terms of uh um yeah i'm just watching it now again oh that's cool yeah it's almost like atlantis underwater yeah, or something but it's also like the music the narration everything just gets me like you just want to know more like I, I don't know. I really like it. I've never even played the first Horizon. I've just seen a lot of footage on it. I've watched friends play it. I just and I, I don't even own it. I've, I really want to play through it. I just have never had the time. But now seeing the trailer to this one, I was like, God, I like I just want to get into that whole thing. It looks very very good. Mm-hmm. And I, I like how okay. So in terms of uh, yeah the the re- reveal of what it is because you don't. It looks like you don't even find out what the game is for practically like a whole minute um because you're 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 being introduced to the world yeah um you're showing the landscapes you're showing the environment um or you're being shown that and then you see also uh like you see actual living animals so the thing about horizon is um a lot of the the creatures that you can kind of take hold of are the ones that are like cyborgs like they have some sort of machinery aspect to them but a lot of what you see everything is just like everything they're natural just creatures um, there's no machinery so you have no idea what to expect and you're just kind of like getting immersed in the world and i hope that's going to be um uh what the feeling is when you actually play the game that you feel very immersed mm-hmm. um, and I, I wouldn't doubt that with this kind of game because uh I, I think that's like it just shows that this is like like you said when you're when you're jumping into the into the water and it just looks so like luscious i guess um and then as she's kind of like um traversing all these different planes and stuff uh there's there's a lot of different environments that they've they've included in this and it looks like yeah you can get really really lost in it and let's see they didn't show too much gameplay though right no and that's this is one of the tricks is when you've got a big title like this i believe you can kind of cut a bit of slack on the showing gameplay aspect of it yeah now Keep in mind, I'm expecting there's going to be a trailer later on that does show off different bow types. She's got different like tools she's got that she's going to be using to fight all these creatures. But this is definitely more of a story-driven trailer on the back of a really successful game that everyone has at least heard of. So mm-hmm. um, there's a bit of slack there when it comes to that. When you're talking about a new title altogether we don't know anything about, I feel like you do have to show up at a gameplay so we know what the heck the game even is. Uh, unless it's like really artsy and intriguing and it does pull you in, but most games can't do that unless they are very good storytellers this game it, 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 on music alone it just makes me want to play the game <laughs> yeah it, yeah it sounds nice um and i just scrolled to the title so i, I can see where that little two is yeah. just between horizon and Barely Forbidden there, west yeah. <laughs> i thought that was just like a little cute design i know <laughs> but um, anyway so my yeah, next topic good. is is actually the last thing i've got and i just wanted to ask you what your opinion is on this because i've got my own opinion what do you think the price is of the playstation 5 Ooh. um five five bucks Jeez, <laughs> yeah, like uh, most consoles when they come out they're pretty much always the same thing aren't they 399 like, for ps4 99 right i think playstation 5 is going to be looking more like the 499 price point I'm thinking, yeah. So I was gonna say that the, I think the digital one yes. is going to be three ninety nine. Oh, and then the physical one is going to be like four ninety nine or something. I feel like it's it's quite a big jump to have physical versus um, digital. The and only so difference feel... is the tray, though. I think. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, we don't know because they didn't tell us the specs. But 
I guess so. I would, but I would honestly think it's a fifty dollar jump. I'd say four ninety nine and five forty nine is what I would guess. Oh, okay. But I, I could be wrong. Yeah. But that's that's just totally my guess. I, I I think that's what they would be going unless there's like a huge hard drive difference. Maybe there's a terabyte in the digital only, and there's like two hundred fifty gigabytes in the disk drive one. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. In which yeah, case, I, there yeah. would be more of a jump. I mean, I I can see why I can I can see how uh, like loyal fans are gonna want to get it regardless of the of the price point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna be somewhat reasonable, but. I guess I would think from a marketing standpoint that you'd want to, if you have two consoles, you're going to want one that is somewhat competitive with the current consoles out there. And if 399 is around that price, I mean, these days, the consoles that are out, even if they are 399, you can usually get a bundle for slightly cheaper, depending on the timing, like, you know, season or time of the year. And it also comes with like an extra controller or an extra game or something. So really 399 isn't necessarily like the standard price. So I feel like, this coming out like if they have the digital version coming out as the 399 price point then it justifies having a console that technically does more because the physical one can also play digital right so they can up the price of that to i i'd say i feel like a hundred dollars should be fairly reasonable yeah um but then then they still get the market of those who want to have a competitive price console but i mean that's just my own reasoning and who knows what they're up to yeah that's a good point um i didn't make this a topic because i don't really have much to say on it but the design of the ps5 all i'll say is i think it looks intriguing but i still think the ps4 looked better but that's just my opinion what did people say about it the they said the digital one looks like a oh no no sorry it was it's ps5 versus the latest xbox and it's like xbox looks like a fridge it's just yeah exactly somebody said do you want a mini fridge or do you want a, a nice looking router yeah you're right it does look like a wireless router it's it's but that's the kind of thing it's almost too frilly my fiance said like it's just gonna get a lot of dust in it i was like yeah it probably will like it's just with all like the frills coming off it's just gonna capture all this dust i was like ugh. like i mean you should dust off your console anyways but still i was like i don't know the playstation 4 being a nice um rhombus is that the way you would say it it's like a it's like a rectangle but it's like adjacent kind of thing so like yeah yeah i skewed. guess rhombus so rhombus. but anyways i just i like the playstation 4 design a lot playstation 5 while i think it's unique and they're trying something cool console i don't know it's kind of weird the controller is amazing but the console looks a little weird to me yeah um i'll just make one last note about uh at the very end when they show like the whole line of their products yeah so they show like controller physical digital and then headphones and stuff <laughs> as soon as i saw that i thought did i just watch an apple conference yeah because it just seems like there was i don't know like it's all white and it was all just minimal very minimal and it's just like oh by the way we also have these other proprietary items that you can use just exclusively with our console i mean they i'm sure you can use them in some other ways but that's just the vibe i got it was no i know i mean luckily it wasn't like there's no charge ports under controllers now yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah they specifically showed there is a jack phone head or a a jack phone head head. (laughs) there's a jack phone head there's a jack-o'-lantern there's a (laughs) headphone jack on the bottom of the controller so which still exists thank gosh yeah anyway yeah that's all i got um so all in all not bad it was it was it was fun it was intriguing i want to know more yeah i'd say that sums it up it was different um and some was the same um but thanks <laughs> all right okay yep. Anthos, well uh, yeah. where can the audience find you 
Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Anthos1. That's at A-N-T-H-0-Z-1. And if you want to find me, you can also find me on Twitter at MattBrushGaming. Or you can go to YouTube and type in MattBrushGaming there and see this very podcast in video format for your eyes. Balls. Oh, whoa. I had, to, I had to help you with that. You said it, That's not your, me. But if you want to use your, your ear balls, you can go to any of your favorite podcasting <laughs> platforms out there. Balls. And, and search for those balls. Just type in the Scumbar Podcast, and we should be available on whatever platform you're on. Availables. <laughs> Leave us a <laughs> comment, a like, or a star. You can comment balls if you wanted to. You can even email us balls at thescumbarpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> you could just go outside and throw a bunch of balls. You could. Just, just go outside and play. <laughs> Anthos, you've got some ball-like thing you wanted to tell the people. I, I wasn't going to let you, but I'm going to do it now. So go, go ahead. You got, you got the floor. It's all yours. Round, round. I get around. I get around. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> right round. Round, round. You spin me right round, baby. Right round. Like... A record, baby. Right, round, round, round. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.